This recording is from Fintech Nexus USA, formerly known as Line of Fintech USA, held at the Javits Center in New York City on May 25th to 26th, 2022. It's from the track Real-Time Payments, How Fintech is Not Waiting for the Fed, sponsored by Visa and is titled The Next Big Trend, Pay with Points. Speaking on a session are Len Covello from Engage People with moderator Yizhu Wang from S&P Global. Hey everyone, uh, this is Iju. I'm a FinTech reporter with S&P Global Market Intelligence in New York. Um, joining me today is uh, Len Covello, Chief Technology Officer at Engage People. For those who don't know, um, Engage People is a FinTech company that specializes in um, wallet and rewards program, particularly pay with points. Um, welcome, Len. Thank you. Um, maybe we can start with you telling us a little bit about yourself and engage people. Sure. So my name is Len Cavello. I'm a CTO and one of the co-founders of Engage People. Uh, we build loyalty technology solutions, uh, primarily for the financial services space. Um, so end-to-end managing the programs for customers logging on, customers earning points, as well as the redemption side. Uh, we provide these solutions globally as a white label. So we work with a number of the large financial institutions in North America, kind of as a white label brand. So with their brand on top of that, uh, offering the loyalty solutions. Which stage is the company at right now? So we do have a private equity firm uh, involved with Engage, but a privately held organization at this point. So um, at this stage, we're really just in a growth mode as well. That's great. We'd love to um, learn from you more about the latest technology trends in the loyalty um, industry. Um, how do you think, what are the technology segments you would say is making a big impact in the loyalty sector right now? So I think the last two years we've seen a lot of companies just invest in their loyalty programs um, almost from the ground up. Uh, really advancing what they use as far as the framework for the the applications themselves. So we've seen a lot of companies go mobile uh, with their loyalty um, solutions. They've also integrated, and we use this, used to use the term omni-channel, but they've integrated the in-store experience along with the online e-commerce experience, so it's very seamless, and transitioning the customers so that they've got a very personalized experience regardless of whether they're interacting um, with the brand itself. Um, as far as loyalty goes, we've seen a lot of advancements as well in the technology that people bring to market. So originally it was very much just a, you perform a transaction and you earn some points or some miles against that transaction. And we're seeing a lot more of offers being uh, given to consumers, a lot more partnerships as well with brands. So a lot of advancements over the last couple of years. That's great. I was hoping to go back to when you started the company. Um, what were the pain points you were seeing in the loyalty industry, um, both from a consumer's perspective and for merchants as well? So we were a technology company to start who uh, works in loyalty. I often make that distinction. We didn't start as a loyalty company and bring tech. We started with a very technology-focused mindset. And when we entered the, the loyalty industry, it was still very much legacy-driven. There were still catalogs by some programs, so not even an online presence. Um, e-commerce was still kind of in its early stages, so we were bringing that to the industry, which is a huge, huge advancement. Um, we were also very advanced in the fulfillment side of things. So as much as the programs have personalization and offers and earning opportunities, the redemption process was very dated and antiquated and we brought in direct relationships with partners. So as an example, on any of our loyalty programs, if you were to place an order for an iPad from Apple, 
we were integrated directly with Apple, so we got that product immediately when they made the announcement, and that, that actual product is being fulfilled directly from Apple. So we brought a lot of, I'll call it ease and automation into the loyalty space. Yeah, you mentioned of the personalization. I was curious, what does it mean to consumers? And also, uh, what does it mean to merchants? Because I would think um, consumer experience, especially at the checkout, is very important for merchants because it could mean direct economic loss if they lose the consumer at checkout. Yeah, so personalization as it relates to loyalty especially, is, is where a lot of these brands got their information from. So there's a relationship in a loyalty program between the consumer and the brand. When you enter into a program, you understand that I'm giving up access to information, uh, purchase behaviors, browsing behaviors, as well as some additional information if it's tied to a financial institution like a co-brand card. And in order for that exchange and that partnership, I'm expecting something in return. And originally, the points was enough. That was kind of the reciprocation. But they're looking for something more now. So they're saying, I've given you all this data. You're tracking me. I know that you're doing that. So I'm looking for a very personalized experience. And that can mean specific offers in the checkout experience, um, opportunities like free shipping, or just anything that kind of gives the user that ability to feel special. That's really what loyalty is. It's that relationship with the brand. So, that personalization comes from me understanding who the consumer is and me speaking to them almost like a one-to-one -one relationship. That's great. I think you also mentioned that your solution is white-labeled. So I was curious, how does it look exactly um, in the interface? So the, the specific solution around payments is what we've brought to market is we're building a payments network with loyalty currency. So think of it as an alternate currency, but very much a stable currency, almost like a stable coin. It's fully backed by the program administrator or the program operator. So as an example, a financial institution is issuing points. Um, they have an account set up with those points, and it's a funded liability. So now when I'm checking out on a retailer's website, I can now use those points to transact. So we continue to build this network. If you think of it like an H, there's a number of loyalty programs on one side and a number of partners, uh, retailers and brands on the other side. So we've been building and have the only network today in the world that allows us to connect one side with the other. So a consumer can use those points. They have a, a value against the fiat currency in that local region, so if I'm shopping uh, whether it's in Canada, whether it's in the US, whether it's in Australia or the UK, I know that my points are worth X amount of dollars and we're facilitating that transaction for the consumer so they're using their points to redeem for that item or to purchase that item from a brand they already trust. Yeah, I think we chat very recently and I think you mentioned another point that I felt was very impressive is that um, the utility of your points. I think um, for me as a consumer, when I right now use um, the points from my bank, I could only use my points um, at the merchants that the bank um, shows to me. So could you also talk a little bit about the utility of the points uh, in your solutions? Yes, so points are, are a currency that should be used. Um, a lot of people think that the points themselves shouldn't be used in a program themselves because the brand is trying to hoard those points or they don't want the consumer to redeem. It, it's actually the opposite. When a consumer redeems their points, it's showing that they're engaged with the program and it's showing that they want to continue to earn and redeem those points. So that utilization should really stretch. The most successful programs you see out there today are where they've opened up a number of partnerships. So it's not just the core rewards. You know, we think of it as 
airline programs want you to redeem for flights, hotel programs want you to redeem for rooms, but those are big ticket items. There's a lot of people earning points that can't necessarily redeem for those items. So if I'm running a hotel program, you know, my ability to have someone go for dinner at a brand that I have a relationship with um, just shows the utilization of those points. So, so there's, you know, $200 billion worth of points issued out each year um, that are used by consumers. So it's, it's a lot of uh, available points that, that are there for, for consuming. Yes, I can definitely see that um, your solution has, could provide some advantage to merchants. Do you happen to have some metrics um, by hand in terms of, say, how much in return of investments you could help improve for merchants? We do. So we've been running these programs now for the past couple of years as far as pay with points. What we've seen is about four to five additional transactions with a brand when they accept points as a currency. Um, so we can measure that. We've also seen about a 30% cost reduction in using the utilization of points. So it doesn't go over the traditional rails. So things like interchange fees aren't there as well. So now the consumer has the ability to use those points. It's not a credit card transaction. It's not a BNPL, which I know uh, is going through its ebbs and flows right now as well. So uh, really good metrics as far as the utilization of those points. Um, the customer engagement goes up four to five fold as well. So we're seeing a lot of that. And again, the redu reduction of costs, both for the brand as well as the loyalty program operator. That's very interesting. Could you also um, share with us a bit about how the payments flow on in a pay with points method? So it acts the same way you would see a additional transactions. So when the consumer goes to the payment page, um, there's integration done with our network today that understands who the consumer is and creates that relationship. So typically there's an enrollment process. A lot of times happens behind the scenes. So using some form of unique identifier to create a relationship between the loyalty program and the consumer. Then when they're checking out, we can use things as simple as the PAN. If, it, if it's a credit card program, we can create a relationship with the PAN. So when a consumer is checking out, they would put in their information and now when it shows, as an example, $100 for a transaction, we can return in real time that you have $50 worth of points and do you want to apply those to the transaction? So very seamless, uh, very little friction, um, a really elegant solution as far as using a payment. Think of it as applying a gift card without having to put in the gift card number. I think behind the seamless experience, it's a lot of work on your side to build up all the partnership. Um, on the payment side, I was curious, what are type of companies that you would have to partner with to make it work? So uh, there's a few players in uh, the overall transaction flow. It, the, the obvious ones are the loyalty program brand and the partner itself. Uh, what's that's in the middle is the whole payment ecosystem behind the scenes to do this. So a lot of uh, issuers we have relationships with, a lot of merchant gateways we have issuers with, POS terminals we have relationships with as well. So it's creating that connection and kind of that under, under the hood pipe, if you will, between them. Um, keeping in mind that loyalty typically hasn't acted the same way as e-commerce. Um, SLAs, speed to getting responses, um, having your APIs respond in, in a quick fashion. The, the level of uptime is something that we've brought to the market as well. So loyalty, again, doesn't need that, that level of speed. Transactions, some, some programs don't even happen in real time, and that's obviously not acceptable here. So those integrations and that infrastructure was something we put in place early on. That sounds super cool. 
Um, and also, um, since we were talking about consumers and cutting-edge technology, I imagine there's a lot of IT support behind the scenes. There is. So again, being white label, we are typically offering the tier two support, but we've got tremendous relationships um, with the likes of AWS as an example. So they're they're a strong partner of ours to build the underlying infrastructure to make sure we can support these. So a lot of redundancy, um, a lot of direct connects. So a lot of our calls don't go over the public internet again um, to reduce the transaction or the response time that we're seeing as well. Um, and uh, also from the consumer's perspective, I was also curious, um, what if I want to make a return or make exchange? I think um, in the traditional payment world, I can just call my credit card and company or just call the merchant. Um, just curious, how does it work for pay with points? So it's no different. Again, think of points as another currency. Um, so when you've got an issue with an item, you'll start typically with the retailer. Uh, so consumer in a program uh, today, TD Bank, as an example, would make a redemption on Amazon using their points. They would start with Amazon if they've got questions around their item. The warranty is still intact as well, like they would receive. Um, if there's any types of issues, again, they can start with Amazon if they issue a return. We see that return as well. So our integration point not only shows the redemption, but it also shows uh, a return as well. So if you send that item back and you're refunded, as an example, a split transaction, $50 would go back on your credit card and $50 would come back into your account with points. All of this logged in the ledger so we can show the consumer all the different transaction points. Yeah, that's super cool. I think for consumers, it's really a full experience as an alternative payment method. Um, yeah, to switch topics for a moment, um, there has been a lot of discussion recently about loyalty fraud. Um, just curious, what are the protocols that you have been um, uh, follow at Engage People and what are type of the technology solutions you, you provide to um, help with fraudulence prevention? So fraud is uh, something very prevalent in loyalty in general. If you think about it, uh, back to the earlier statement, it's a currency that has value. But not everyone checks their loyalty account the same way they check their credit card accounts or their checkings or savings account as well. So early on, you see a lot of fraud and the consumer wouldn't even know about it for you know months at a time. Um, just plain old account brute force hacking fraud where they gain access to someone's account. And we typically saw that being you know anywhere up to 70% of fraudulent transactions started from account takeover. So it's really been a partnership thing with most of our programs and we're pushing this more and more. We're using federated logins, so single sign-on, starting with the loyalty program, starting with the bank, two-factor authentication, and that's going to reduce the risk as far as account takeover. Now, it definitely doesn't reduce all the risk. With that, we've partnered with additional companies. So we have a relationship today with a company called Count that scores all of the transactions that run through our systems. So we're looking at the velocity of transactions. We're matching the shipping address along with the address of the account holder. We're seeing any differences in the behaviors of those specific, either whether it's the member, whether it's the partner. And then we apply a threat assessment score to that transaction. And we either make a call on our side to block that transaction, to hold that transaction, or respond back to the program administrator to let them know that score so they can make a decision as well. With paying by point, I was just curious how long the settlement usually takes because I know it's also part of how credit card um, help to halt payments if they detect there's a fraudulent. For, Sorry, can you repeat that? For um, a payment, if I pay by point, um, how long usually it settles, the transaction settles? So the transactions are actually settling in real time. 
Um, that transaction happens. So I'm going to keep using the $100 analogy, but if you use $50 in points, we immediately hit the ledger and take those $50 worth of points. And we're settling daily with our partners as well to pay off the partners so that they're made whole. Um, so that transaction settles in real time. It's really important in loyalty because think of it as an open to spend. If I don't secure those points from your ledger, you've got the ability to redeem somewhere else. And because loyalty is very fragmented, um, think of a hotel or an airline program as I can book a flight, I can redeem a gift card, and I can try and make a transaction on an Amazon or a PayPal as well. So we've got to make sure that we're blocking the ability to redeem outside of your open to spend. Um, I think another topic in fraudulence these days is synthetic fraudulent, where bad actors just use fake identity, just use spam bots to pretend they're actual customer, but in fact they're not, um, to take advantage of the uh, either the account opening bonus or just apply loans as a robot. Just curious, is that um, something on your radar as well in terms of uh, the fraudulence around like synthetic fraudulence? It is. We're more of a partner and a supporter in those uh, scenarios there. So again, with the program administrators, the program sponsors running these programs, we can see account opening and immediate opportunity to transact with uh, a consumer. So we'll present that data back to them. We've got the ability to hold when it comes to orders. So even though you make a redemption in real time, we can put a delay on when that order is actually fulfilled. So those are the types of things we'll do, again, to support the program managers to let them know that these transactions look suspicious. And then a judgment call can happen. So if it's a, a bad actor, um, we can present that data and they can act accordingly. Um, if it's a, a verified transaction, then we can release it as soon as we get the data back. Um, another hot topic these days and um, blockchain crypto. And we saw a lot of discussion here at FinTech Nexus actually. Um, and I think many FinTech companies and even traditional financial institutions are dipping their holes into the water right now. Um, I wonder, does engaged people also uh, use blockchain for any of your product suites? So we've uh, played with it in our labs uh, earlier on. Um, blockchain and crypto itself were both things that uh, created a lot of interesting conversation. If you think about it, it, it was innovative and brought a lot of capabilities, specifically blockchain. But we deal with a lot of banks who had a very cautious view on how to address uh, this new technology as well. So we've worked with some things in the labs. We worked with some pretty... Uh, big companies out there as far as testing some things. Nothing we're bringing to market immediately, but there may be an announcement later this year as far as the crypto space goes uh, and using your points uh, in that world. Um, just um, among the use cases you're exploring right now, any example or any um, sort of areas of focus at a high level in terms of how you see yourself could fit into a future financial system uh, backed by blockchain technology? So I think what blockchain does is it opens up the ability for everyone to use that ledger. Right? And if you think about loyalty, it's essentially a ledger. Um, it's immutable, so it's you know anyone can access it. And as we see more partnership programs grow, I think there's an opportunity there. I don't think it's for everyone. Some people like to keep their programs very close to the chest and have a lot of control over that. But what we are seeing is, specifically in Canada, we used to have some what they called coalition programs, so a parent brand and then subsequent people that were partners. We're seeing more partnership loyalty programs happening today, and I think as that expands globally, that's a prime opportunity for something like blockchain to satisfy that need. 
that's that's great. It's definitely a lot to explore um, in that uh, in that field. I think finally, um, is there anyone else engaged working with um, any other major announcements you're ready to make today? So nothing I can make specifically today. Again, being a white label solution provider, um, stay tuned. We will be making an announcement later this year with uh, one of the top five banks in the U.S. So launching a program with them. Um, also. Be ready to use your points when it comes to paying at the pump. So I know gas prices keep increasing. Um, we're going to be making an announcement shortly about uh, some of our clients allowing their members to use their points directly at checkout when they're paying for gas as well. So some pretty cool things coming later this uh, later this year from Engage and into next year. Um, we have to wait for these things to go live before we make the announcements. Um, so stay tuned for that. that that's great. Um, definitely, if you think about the use case that where you can pay by points, it's a great a big market for you to penetrate deeply to. Um, I think this is pretty much all my questions and thank you all for being here with us. Perfect. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.